everybody. Welcome into the hop. Yo, Steven and Gabe back with you for another week of beer drinking. What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Steven. That is Gabe right over there. That's that's me. That's that's me. What's and up? we are a craft beer podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome in, settle in, get nuzzled because we're about to make craft beer the most fun it's ever been. We're going to make it epic. Grab a beer, grab a, grab a chair if you want to sit, and please come join us. Uh, yeah, really pumped for this one. Well, we've had this one on the books for a little while. We are heading back to the home state of Connecticut, and we've got Alvarium Beer Company. So pumped. Out of New Britain. Steven, if you're on YouTube, Steven is there. That brewery space looks incredible. The neon lights, the honeycombs. The chair, they've got so many chairs, it's insane. This is a Homer episode for us because we're back in Connecticut and it's a IPA heavy episode. So if Ooh. you're an IPA person, uh keep listening because this one we've got some some good options for you. Alvarium is is pretty well known for those uh New England IPAs. So if that's your thing, the juicies, the hazies, the crazies, the citron mosaic types, this one's gonna be one for you. The fun guys, as we call them. Uh, if you want to engage with us, uh, can I just, I'm just telling you that I decided, I thought it would be a good idea to put a mint in right before we started recording this. <laughs> so I'm trying to work through that. All right, good. So <laughs> we're, we're going to watch you on the struggle bus. I get it. It works. That's It'll what I'm dealing you. with. Um, okay. If you want to follow us, uh, and connect with the show, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, we are at the HO podcast. You can find us on facebook you can find us on youtube as gabe mentioned we are a video podcast we are smiling live on screen every single week so if you want to see us see the breweries that we're visiting see the can artwork see the beers that we're drinking what they look like in the glass you can do all of that on youtube subscribe and click that bell you'll get a notification every week when a new episode drops you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you're listening to us. If you could give us a rate and review, we would really appreciate it. Ugh, it helps the show. It helps us make the show better for you. So we really appreciate your feedback. And uh, if you want to connect with the show, you can hit us up on the social media or you can send us an email. We are thehopod at gmail.com. And we love connecting, connecting with everybody. We love the conversations we have going with the people who reach out to us. So please... Connect with the show. We're here for you. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know where we can get some dope glassware. Uh, I've been seeing all a bunch of cool glasses all over the internet and the social medias. Um, you know, we have some good stuff of our own, but I would love to uh, expand my uh, glass cabinet, if you will. So if there's a good company or there's a good shipping service, you know, other than Amazon, we know about Amazon, but... If you got any suggestions, send them, send them our way. Amazon? What's that? It's this thing that does this thing. I don't even know, man. It's weird. All right. Uh, update for the people. The mint is pretty much gone. Should Thank we do God. some beer news, Gabe? I mean, twist my arm. I guess so. Beer news. He's going to pop another mint in in a few minutes. <laughs> Kicking things off with the news and notes. 
Kings and Convicts Brewing Co., which is the San Diego headquartered owner of Ballast Point, is making some moves. They are closing their Chicago space and they are opening a new space in San Francisco. Uh, the plan was originally announced by the former owner, which was Constellation Brands, back in 2018, but was halted in 2019 before the company's sale. Um, it's expected to open up at the end of the year, which is really exciting. We love when there's a new uh, space opening up. Uh, the San Francisco space will be equipped with a three-barrel research and development brew house with four three-barrel fermenters and two three-barrel bright tanks enclosed in glass for public viewing. We love hearing stuff like this. This is like the nerd in us talking, but here we are. Uh, the company also announced that they will be permanently closing the uh, Point Kitchen and Tap Room in the West Loop, um, which is uh, near Chicago. Kings and Convicts is based in Illinois and heavily invested in Chicago, but they decided moving forward, uh, this was their best point to head back to California. Well, California. So... so Ballast Point is closing in Chicago. Kings and Convicts is staying. So it, it makes sense because Kings and Convicts is already based in Chicago and Ballast Point had a tap room in Chicago and in California. But yeah. Ballast Point has always been based in California. So basically now this new ownership, Kings and Convicts, is moving uh, Ballast Point. They're refocusing them back in California where they belong, right. which and then, you know, Kings and Convicts is is remains heavily focused in Illinois. It really has nothing to do with kings and convicts other than that they happen to own ballast point but uh yeah it makes sense it makes sense for the brand and personally i think it's a, a positive move for uh them i think it moves ballast point more into the craft world than they had been under under uh constellation so yeah it, they, well, we're we're hoping for a an upscale and beer development at you know the research center and whatnot and things mm -hmm. like that so um yeah, I, we're, we're hoping for that. Um, the construction of the approximate, they're hoping to do approximately 12,000 square foot tap room and kitchen, 1,500 square foot of outdoor patio space. So let's go visit. That'll be available uh, come the end of the year, hopefully. Uh, Dope. So look Dope. out for that. You Californians, I will be among you. I was about to say, you're probably the happiest out of everyone. Hey, you know? I will happily drive up to the Bay Area for some <laughs> some ballast point. Uh, moving on, Kentucky has made some some beer legislation moves. Uh, Governor Andy Bashir has signed Senate Bill 15 into law. This is a Kentucky law that will allow microbrewers to sell and deliver up to 2,500 barrels of product to any retailer. Uh, rather than requiring these microbrewers to work through a distributor. So uh, the term microbrewer is key here. This law only applies to brewers producing less than 50,000 barrels per year. It's expected to be a game changer for microbreweries. It allows uh, for a more level playing field. And it does put Kentucky uh, on the list with, with the 39 other states that currently allow this. It, it makes sense, uh, and it's something that really helps microbrewers, you know, these distribution laws are uh, kind of antiquated. They were, they've been in place since They're Prohibition. They're kind of all over and, the place, to be honest with you. Yes, and a lot of them have been in place since Prohibition, and it was, you know, to prevent monopolies on, on beer back when there were less beer options. But now, you know, the beer scene has obviously exploded in, in ways people back then could never have imagined. 
So it makes sense, and it, it allows microbrewers to get their product into retail stores without having to work through a giant distribu- distributor or compete with giant distributors uh, in that way. So it's it's good. The uh, state legislature passed the law earlier this month. Andy Bashir just signed it into law. They also passed a bill that will allow the continuation of to-go alcohol sales, which was initially a thing because of COVID. So that's something I've been kind of wondering about is, uh, you know, how much are we going to see these? COVID sucks, but there have been little things that I'm like, I'm into that. For instance, you can go out to a restaurant and walk out with a margarita in your hand or something yeah. or a beer. So there's certain things that I'm like, well, we've gotten this far. Maybe we just keep these. So Kentucky uh, has made moves in that direction. Yeah, that's that's very cool to see. Um, and finally, uh, going off of the distribution snowball here, um, the Iowa brand Toppling Goliath is expanding distribution to Arizona and Texas. They are partnering with Scout Distributing. Um, this is big just because they are Iowa's largest craft brewery and they are known for making barrel-aged IPAs and stouts. Put Michael. it in a barrel. Bang! Exclamation point! Put it in a barrel with Gabe and Steven. Uh, the brewery's distribution <laughs> is now up to 30 states with the addition of Texas and Arizona. So if you're in Iowa and you can get this beer, go get it. If you like the beer but you're in Texas or Arizona, congratulations. You're doing something right. <laughs> uh, can I just say for the record, this is, I think, the third week in a row that you have brought up the state of Iowa. What's going on, Gabe? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I got to go visit. There's something there's something in the air just whispering Iowa to me. I don't you, know. You just if you if your first trip post COVID <laughs> is We're going is to Cali. I- Screw you guys. We're going to Iowa. What? Oh man. Okay. Well. Someone's I have a toast, to toast. If I can find the music. Okay, here we go. Hit me with it. All right. So Alvarium Brewing is very much about uh, industry, industrialness, uh, making things with their hands, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that. Uh, but so I figured what better way to toast to them than to one of the, the poets of industry, uh, Walt Whitman. So here we go. Poem by Walt Whitman, Whitman, bastardized by Stephen Humes. Here we go. I hear America singing. The varied carols I hear, those of mechanics, each one singing his as it should be, blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. The mason, the boatman, the deckhand, the shoemaker, the hatter, singing as he stands. The delicious singing of the mother, or of the young wife at work, or of the girl sewing and washing. Each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. The day what belongs to the day. At night, the party of young fellows, robust, friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. And I'll wow. I'll reiterate, I heavily bastardized that poem. I just don't want to get sued. That does uh, make a lot of sense for this specific brewery. Um, so well done, and we'll we'll connect we'll connect those bridges later. But uh. Very good. Walt Whitman or Walter White, depending on which initials you're looking at. Ooh, spoiler alert. Let's drink some beer. 
is up first, Gabe? This is called the Platinum OG. Is it a, it is a New England IPA and look how sexy that is. It is clocking in at 6% ABV, no IBUs to speak of on the SRM chart. Um it looks very straw yellow now. Online, I have to be honest, looking at all the photos, I was like that looks like no nope. kind of like <laughs> Kind of, though, yeah. really. It kind of looks know. like very, like, white-ish. And I was like, maybe this is the first beer that we're going to have It's that's going to be, like, a two or a three. I but, mean, I um, do think it's around there. It's very it, light. It's, it's not... very, it very is. Like, it on the camera, obviously, it looks a little uh, lighter. It's a, it's a little darker in my hand in front of me. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's in the single digits for sure on the SRM. I, I mean, chart. I would easily put it at a, at a three and maybe even a two. It's not the off-white color that i was seeing from some people on the so the beer social meds but oh, man um, yeah i was like they're they <laughs> look of, like they're drinking milk i know but but it is very uh light straw color pale pale yellow uh very opaque and hazy you cannot see through it at all very much a new england ipa Absolutely. Beer, beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped gave it a 4.03. Untapped coming through <laughs> with the ratings. I, that wasn't for a drop. Did you want to drop? I, I, I was just being annoying. <laughs> uh, this beer is named for weed. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, it's, it's named after the cannabis strain, Platinum OG. Uh, it uses Citra and Azaka hops quote, bringing sweet orange juiciness coupled with just enough orange rind and pith character to keep things interesting. And the can says, this is the stickiest, dankest, and most potent 16 ounces of platinum OG you can have on you without getting hit with federal jail time. So it's very much named named for weed. I I thought that was hilarious when I read about it, but uh, yeah, it... Apparently this is uh this is a good one. So I, I'm I'm very interested in this. Um pouring it, you know, keeping it away from my face. I was like, IPA, IPA, hops. Oh yeah. There they are. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna mess us up in the best way possible. Up front. I uh, nice head retention too. I mean it's got a yeah. you know, it's it's kinda hard to see on the camera here, but it does have a, a solid retention to it. Um pretty clean in the glass, it seems like so far, but but we'll see. Uh, Citrus, but, orange, a little bit of tangerine off the smell. That that rind yep. is perfect description of it. Yeah, and then some sort of uh, some mango or tropical, some tropical stuff in there. Uh, I would probably call it mango as opposed to maybe pineapple, but I would probably say mango. And that's probably coming from those Azaka hops. They tend to be sweeter uh, than the sort of classic citrus of citra. Yeah, so, I, I would lean more toward mango myself, um, but it's it's all there. Um, it's like I said, the hops are there. They're I feel like the fruity notes come forward first, and the hops are in the background. At like sips mm-hmm. or s- sips, uh, when you sniff it, like for the second or third time, you'll get those hops. It's a little bit of that earthiness. The but, earthiness, yeah, the um, yeah. sort of spicy sort of uh, quality that lets you know. It's going to have a little bite to it. Get ready. Um, Before we taste it, uh, the brewery described this, or not the brewery, I I think I read a review that described this as OJ to the dome. 
I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it and I'm ready for it. I think we're about to find out. Let's drink some New England. Cheers. From New England. Classic. That's the first word that comes to mind. Um, you know, OG makes sense. It's it's just a straightforward, classic IPA. I feel like the fruity notes are more in the nose than they are in the taste, but they are there. I feel like on the smell, it was... Okay, so on the smell, it was, you know, like fruity notes and hops, and I feel like on the taste, it's a little different. The hops, I feel like, are a little bit stronger here. So for um, me, I'm still getting a lot of fruit, but it's what what I'm missing is the Azaka sweetness that I got on the nose. Like I mentioned the mango and the pineapple, and then when I drank it, I didn't taste that at all. It was heavily citra hop. It was yeah. heavy orange, tangerine, clementine, you know, all of that grapefruit peel, all of that sort of bitter citrus thing, uh, heavy that. I would and agree with that, yes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a classic New England, like you said, OG, absolutely true to the style. Uh, but it is definitely heavy on the citrus side of things. So it's juicy. I mean, it, it's that's what it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, I I feel I I don't I, I don't think I can say it's an easy sipper. I think it's easier than most IPAs. It's not you know it's it's the back end taste. It's definitely taste medium to full bodied, but you know the carbonation is more medium on the lighter side. It's not you know going to be like a huge bite going down like oh man, but you know you're definitely going to be able to sip it a little bit easier than other IPAs that I've had before, in my personal opinion. Yes, I think there's... It's it's full-flavored, like you said, full-bodied, but there's no booze character here. There's not a lot of hop bite to it. Uh, it's very balanced, very sort of... I wouldn't call it, you know, it's not crushable per no. se, It's but it's it's an easy... I mean, it's, it's an OG IPA, New England-style IPA, Easy. My dad would love this. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's right up the alley. You know? Yeah, I I think it's it's fun and fresh um, uh, for people like us and our tastes. I mean, this is I think right up our our alley as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, I like it. And I it think doesn't. It's, the smell is more fruity for me, which is interesting. I'm not getting a lot of the fruit off the taste. Like I said, on the smell, I got more tropical notes than I did when I took a sip. When I took a sip, it was more classic citrus notes. Like the citra was dominating that, uh, which, as it tends to do. I mean, citra. Uh, I'm just so tired of citra. But it's <laughs> it's it, that's what it does. I mean, that's and that's why people love it so much because it's classic. You cannot go wrong with it. It is going to deliver on citrus notes, and when you're making a juicy IPA, that's exactly what you want. So that's why people love it so much. Um, I am tired of it just because I see it everywhere. Yeah. But uh, if you're making a beer called OG, and it's like, hey, we're known for for New England IPAs, and we're making the OG. Like this is, you know, beer. Uh, like 
Brewers Association guidelines, New England IPA, right here. There it 100%, is. 100%. In a glass. Yeah. You know? And what's what's bold is, if you're going to call it the... I, I want to know, did they call it the Platinum OG before or after they tasted it? Because if you to call something the OG and then make it is very bold. Well, they just named it that for the uh, weed. <laughs> that... Well, yeah, that too, I guess. Uh, so but, who's smoking at the brewery? I don't know. But this brewery, <laughs> they have... They have Two th- two things really came to mind when I was looking into this brewery uh, and their sort of identity, which as I I feel remiss as a Connecticutian that I've never that I've never been here, but I never have. But um, two things came to mind for me. One was a, a distinct sense of humor, uh, hilarious dudes, oh, yeah. uh, comedy on the on the cans, comedy on the website, uh, co- a great Instagram, uh, and just really funny people and then um industry like i said i mean they you know you can see the taproom behind me if you're watching on youtube and they uh make a point of saying they built it by hand they built the bar you can read about it and read about what what kind of beams they put in there and stuff what metals they used and what like equipment i was like wow they're really like not sugarcoating this at all if you're a home depot dude Oh yeah, this is up your alley. Yeah, but I mean the the photos just look incredible. I mean, looking up the brewery and stuff like the neon lights and the the honeycomb uh, ceiling lights and the, all the tables and chairs. Like, I just saw a lot of purple and yellow, and I thought like this would be a great like Los Angeles Lakers bar. <laughs> That's a great point. My uh, home LeBron. team, my my champions. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> New New Britain uh, is a part of Connecticut that um, I don't really know how to say where it is. It's kind of like it's like up <laughs> near Hartford, and then you lost me. Like it's yeah. that direction, but I don't know from there. I can't but remember the last time I was in the area. It is a city that you know. It's a very it's a manufacturing city. Uh, it's you know a city dominated by industry or manufacturing or or it used to be anyway and so that's a big part of the town's history and identity and consequently it's a big part of this brewery's identity it makes a lot of sense uh the term alvarium uh is latin for hive but it comes from new britain's motto which is uh industria implet alvare et mele fruiter i think <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Probably not the way you pronounce it, but it's a dead <laughs> language, so who cares? But the, oh. it translates to industry fills the hive and enjoys the honey. Yeah, I thought that was Alvarium. one of the coolest things, finding out about like the Latin translation. And it made sense with all the honeycombs and yes. uh, their logo. Uh, for If you're on YouTube, you can see they got the, the, the beehive as their, uh, as their official logo. And yep. somewhere on this can, come on down for a pint and a crisp high five. Wait, no, that's not it. And a crisp high five. Yeah, I was. I read that earlier though, and I was thinking like, oh yeah, this can is pre-COVID. That yeah. Well, I was just gonna say like I was gonna make a like connection with the honeycomb, and that doesn't. But at the same time, come <laughs> nope. on down for a pint and a crisp high five sounds good to me. No, but like you said, it's in the logo and it's in uh, everything that they do. And if you can kind of see up here where i'm pointing on youtube the lights in there are honeycombs like they're designed to look like honeycombs which is so cool um so it's a big big part of them uh bees honey industry come together new britain alvarium 
and they're not that old. They opened in 2017. Yeah, they're, they're and pretty. And look at the space. I mean, holy crap. And I don't know if these three guys were, I don't know if they were carpenters before this or if they were just like, let's get our hands dirty. But they did I mean, the they damn were, thing. They were definitely brewers before this. And I can't tell you exactly where, but I know at least some of them, some of them were. Uh, it was founded by uh, Brian Bugnacki, Chris DeGasro, and Mike Larson. And they call uh, Brian the Bug Man. Yeah, they all. This is this goes Great. back to the humor. They call Chris the uh, the part time hunk <laughs> and full time chunk. Oh, love it! <laughs> I, I hope he's a big dude. That would be hilarious. Right? He's like uh, scrawny as hell. Brian's the sales and tap room manager. Uh, Chris is the head brewer. Mike is the operations mechanical engineer and quotes all around brewery MacGyver. My man. So. Uh, yeah, so it's a, a place that definitely is known for IPAs and New England IPAs. They acknowledge, you know, their fan base is really into hazy New England IPA styles. Of course, we're in Connecticut, although anywhere in America, really, people yeah, lose even, their mind over that. Even style. on the California side, people are New England. Yep. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for but, us, you know, we're so used to it. So the and the thing is though, like Alivarium is a place that does it really well. So, you know, if you're gonna have a New England IPA, which stuff that, again, there's nothing wrong with the style. It just doesn't blow us away because we've done we've had it so much. But if you're gonna have one, you might as well have one from Alvarium. Or, you know, Trillium Treehouse, name your big IPA house here. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's not to say all Alvarium does is, is IPAs, but you might as well have them from a place in New England that's doing them well. Right. Absolutely. You know? Because it, you know it'll taste good. You know it'll hit check all the boxes for you. Um, and this brewery is dope. You know, we can't say it enough. Um, their, uh, their abbreviation is ABC. Alvarium Beer Company. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read our, that and I was like, oh, look at that. That's something ABC. new. And there is an ABC Brewing in New York, I think. I believe there uh, is, yes. Yes. Artistry through industry. That's Alvarium Beer Company. Uh, so it's founded on the principle of revitalizing a historical city, New Britain, with the mighty power of some kick-ass beer they say their brewery is not focused on mass production. Instead, they want to create an ultra-communal taproom where people of all types can unite under the flag of righteous craft beer. Amen. And to that point, I don't think you can get either one of... Well, you can get the... I don't know if you can get the platinum right now. Can you? Do you know? Uh, I don't the think platinum, you can. Uh, last time I looked, it was on tap. I believe mm. you can get it. Whoops. So... Um, definitely check it out. It's very good. And I mean, how can you miss this can? I mean, look at that. It's sexy. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, they have, we'll, we'll get into what they got later, but I mean, <laughs> beers on beers on beers on beers. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, do you want to offer some final thoughts? I'm really excited about the next one that we're, that we're going to. <laughs> Just because of the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. I think it is a very straightforward IPA. I think OG is perfect for the comedy side of the name, but also for the fact that it is just an OG IPA. Uh, it's very flavorful. Um, you know, it's 6%, so it has that little bit of bite without making you, you know, feel too full or anything. 
for the IPA lovers, get into it because you will like this. New England IPA lovers, uh, this is this is about as New Englandy as you get. I mean, look, you cannot see through it at all. Uh, it's classic. It's juicy. It's citra. It's absolutely not blowing me away at all. But it's not supposed to. Um, so that's the point of it. Yeah, like uh, it does its job. It's you know, I want an IPA. Yes. I want something to chill with. Boom, this. Boom. Yeah, it, absolutely. I'm watching TV. I can't think about the beer. See, I've brought this up on the show before. I call those event beers when you have a beer. And those are the beers I love because they blow me away. Barrel think about it. <laughs> yeah, stuff I... But a lot of times I just can't handle that. Sometimes I'm watching The Crown. I'm too invested emotion- mentally already, like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I can't think <laughs> about my beer. What's her so, name? Um, Olivia... Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, my girl. Love her. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's a tangent we're not going on. But <laughs> it, uh, it, so this is a perfect beer for that. It's a classic New England style IPA. Uh, the only criticism I have is that I wish the Izaka was more present uh, in, the, in the taste because it comes through on the nose and then you drink it and you're like, oh, there goes that tropical stuff. But that's yeah. okay. Citra, there's nothing wrong with Citra. We're other not- than that, it's boring. Other than that, other than the fact that we drink Citra beers pretty much every single time we pick up a beer. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's, you know, nice to get into the new stuff. Um, And one last thing about the brewery, they have Dogs Welcome. Uh, They have a patio area with backyard games and whatnot. Obviously, once it's safe to do so, huge open space. And the only question I have for us, Stephen, is why the hell haven't we gone yet? And the only answer I have for you, Gabe, is my schedule's wide open. Come back to Connecticut. I got to be honest. When we, fir- when we first uh, talked about doing this uh, brewery on the podcast, my I don't know why. For some reason, my brain went, California. Got it. And then mm. when I looked into it and I said, it's in our backyard. Are you kidding me? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> the reason that we chose them, well, there's a lot of reasons, but the, the, the one that caught my eye is the one that we're about to do. So without further ado, I say we grab beer number two. Let's do it. So that I can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's get it. Okay. So number two is the Honey Shot New England Dipa with Citra and Wildflower Honey. Now, all right, it's eight point two percent ABV. Uh, oh shit! We don't I forgot have the, about that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a diaper, all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't have the IBUs. Uh, it's got an eighty-eight on on Beer Advocate, a four point one one on Untapped. Now, the reason I picked it up straight up is because of this can art. It's oh, it's it's incredible. Adults only, XXX, and uh, I don't know what if you have a dirty that. mind. Honey shot sounds like something else. And to that point, since you teed me up so perfectly, before we do anything else, Steven, allow <laughs> me to read. Well, first of all, from the brewery, they said honey shot is loaded with wildflower honey and massive shots of citra hops throughout the boil and dry hop, soft, sweet, with a finish of tropical fruit and delicate honey sweetness. Now, <laughs> this is from the can. I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. Also, as I was reading it today and I was like, I'm going to read this. The more I read it, I was like, can I read this? Yes. 
But I'm going to do it anyway because who it's cares? tagged explicit and who gives a fuck. So uh, here we go. Uh, from the can. With a beer this sweet, we had no problem pumping loads of citra and wildflower honey into that thirsty boil kettle. We were spent. The kettle bubbled happily over the brim, and the taproom voyeurs kept pounding away in ceaseless satisfaction. Does that get you sticky? Well, why don't you ease the grip on that thick seven-inch vessel of nectar you have in your hand before you pop the lid prematurely? Gabe, don't fuck it up. Let us know when you're ready for another round, and don't forget to savor the flavor, honey. And it has that attributed to Dirk Sweet Beef, the brewery hard body. All I have to say is, that's <laughs> what she said. I almost got through it without laughing. It I was, was the way you were reading that thick seven inch <laughs> vessel. Like you just, oh, clearly God. that's what they intended. I didn't. Ma- I'm not. I'm, I'm not nightmares about I'm you just reading in, the beer can. I'm reading the cues that were given to me. Okay. <laughs> This I'm is working incredible. off their this energy. Is, this goes back <laughs> to the comedy aspect of these guys. Like, this is so funny. Like, I remember when I first saw the can, I was like, adults don't like, oh, okay. Like, that's, it, it kind of looks, you know what it kind of looks like? It kind of looks like, uh, like a, a poster from like the fifties, like if like a burlesque show. Yeah. I think you that's, know, like, I'm, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the point. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and then you, you read the five print and you go, oh. Anyway, let's drink her. Um, it so, looks like, uh, obviously on camera, it looks a little lighter, but in front of me, it kind of looks like dark orange juice. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit lighter than the last one we were drinking. Uh, it's still a sort of pale yellow. It's still very, very hazy. And I just want to note the honeycomb bees on my glass. Come on, Steven. Killing Steam it. Theme appropriate. Theme right. appropriate. Good for you. It's from another brewery, but it's <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, we, we don't. They don't need to know that. Exactly. Uh, white foam, decent retention, good lacing throughout the glass. Uh, Look, again, I mean, yeah, yeah, that head retention isn't going anywhere. This looks like 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 this looks like uh, a level up from the last one we were drinking. Like if the last one we were drinking is Squirtle, this is Blastoise. You know what I mean? Uh, and once again. You just come through in the best way because he's forgot, the best starter. I forgot what the middle one is, but it doesn't War matter. Or Tortle. Come on. It doesn't matter. You don't see Ugh. him for very long. You, it, it, it's Squirtle, Blastoise. You spend a long time as Squirtle, and you spend forever as Blastoise. War Tortle, is a, that's a weird middle ground. What's the he's middle just, fire guy? Charmeleon. Bro, don't test me. Don't test me on the 150 originals. I will take you to school, homeboy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to smell the beer now. It smells very sweet, but I'm not getting a lot of hops for a beer that is 8.2. Um, I'm not going to call it dangerous yet because we haven't tried it, but I feel like I'm getting more of like ingredients and flavor rather than what it's going to, how strong it's going to be. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of booziness. I'm definitely getting, again, the citrusness, the uh, citra hops are up front. This is loaded with citra and mosaic. Classic combination, the standard combination. We see it all the time. The this is like the OG's older brother. This was a perfect pairing for saying. this episode. The wild card here is that wildflower honey that's in there. Yeah, which I don't get I don't, a whole lot of 
honey on the nose. I mean, that's a very specific thing to get, but I do get some florality, and I think the honey is probably adding that. Correct. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that. I'm not getting a lot of honey. I feel like we're going to get a lot of honey on the taste, maybe. I'm not getting a lot on the smell, um, but there is a little bit of that. There's a little bit of the grassiness, but there there is a little bit of that florality. It's not really like... Like we've, uh, you know, we've had beers that it's like, ooh, this smells like lavender. This smells like this flower. I mean, we, this one, it's got like a hit. It's kind of like a perfume. Like you just get a little bit of it. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a subtle that? kiss. Of, a kiss, if you will. Of lavender is what I would say. Like a, like a floral thing um, alongside, again, orange, grapefruit, melon, grapefruit yeah. rind. A little bit of dankness or, you know, some earthiness, but not a lot of booze on the nose. To say nothing of the taste. Let's see what the taste does. Cheers. Ba-bam. Alvarium. We love you. Well, well, well. I do believe we have a diaper. I do believe we got a diaper. And this diaper tastes sweet. And creamy, the honey is definitely there. Definitely there. It's not overpowering. It doesn't steal the show, but it improves the show. It is. It really accents the beer really well. It kind of creates a nice balance between the sweetness and the hoppiness of it. Um, I might want to call this one dangerous. I don't know if this tastes like 8.2. This tastes more like the 6-7 range. Yeah, I mean... Compared to the last one, I definitely get a boozy feel on it. It is full-bodied. It's got a little bit more bite. But I would agree. I don't drink it and go, whoo, got to take my time with this. Like, it's, again, pretty well balanced. Uh, I think the citrus notes are there, again, and, you know, not to beat that horse to death, but it's it's the orange, melon, tangerine, rind, grapefruit, all that stuff. There's a good earthiness to it. When you say the honey is really there, what I, I agree, uh, but I want to say that it's not like, I don't drink this and get sweet. Like honey is a sweet thing, right? I don't drink it and get, and get a whole lot of sweetness. I drink it and get a lot of florality, a lot of, a lot of lavender, a yeah. lot of those botanicals, and I think that's coming out of the honey because it is wildflower honey. I think that's what that comes from. Yeah, and I mean, when I said the honey is definitely there, it's not, like I said, it's not overpowering. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. And speaking of honey, this beer won medals in both 2019 and 2020 in the IPA category of the National Honey Board's Honey Beer Competition. The co-founder and head brewer, Chris, describes it as softer and juicier. I've never heard of this category of competition, honey beer competition. That sounds incredible. I would love to be a judge and taste all of those. But uh, this one is definitely a winner in my book. I feel like if you were a judge in the honey beer competition, you'd get a lot of mead. (laughs) And the occasion isn't mead like a drink made with honey. Yeah, and it's mead. and it's sweet. That's why I want to say like this is not, this is not sweet. This is not mead at all. It's more. It's got sweetness, but it's yeah. not like oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I would agree. And also, just based off of our friendship, every time I think of mead, I think of five year engagement. 
when he makes the need and uh, Chris Pratt's character just goes, right, it's making my teeth hurt. Gabe, we are talking about a movie that you and I have seen and that no one else, no one has, else seen. has seen. <laughs> so what? It's our podcast. We can talk about it's whatever my, we want. It's one of my favorites, but no one's seen it. Um, well, they in, should. In the mouth, I, I think, again, it's full bodied. I think it's it's a it's a little sticky. I think I, it's more creamy, like you said, but definitely a little uh, dangerous, like you said, because it's 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 boozy ish, but it doesn't taste as boozy as it is. For those of you on YouTube, these are the two beers next to each other. They're very, very similar. You, this one is definitely the older brother of this one. I mean, yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely my favorite of the two. I think this is uh, this is delicious. I I really like this. It's again, it's it's not a double IPA that like blows me away with how crazy it is because it's not. It's a Citra Mosaic double IPA with a little bit more florality than I'm used to, a little bit more pith, a little bit more earthiness than I'm used to coming from the honey, which I think is a nice touch. It's very well balanced. Um, but if you're an IPA lover, these are. There's 0% chance these will let you down. Look no further. I mean, we, you know, this is where you need to go. You need to go to this company. Alvarium knows what's up. They know their IPAs. And it's really great. It really is. I I would agree. I think out of the two, my favorite is the the honey shot. Um, I think it's just overall taste is a little bit better. I think, obviously, it's a little boozier. But, um... I mean, boozier, the amount of ABV doesn't always play a factor for me. I mean, I could drink a 4% and be like, oh, I choose this over the 7, you know? It, yeah. that, that doesn't play the factor, but it's flavorful. It's it's just, it's 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 literally the OG just amplified. Yeah, this, uh, this honey shot will shoot a thick load of sweet honey nectar out of its 7-inch... <laughs> Yay! I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was just gonna let you go. I was like, let's see how long you can keep Again, this up. I'm feeding off the energy I'm receiving. Okay, this is not. I'm just. I'm. I'm in their. This is their house. I'm just playing in it. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you're sitting right there. We have a new segment this week that we're gonna debut a new weekly segment, and we're gonna get into it right now. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. Here's what we are doing. Every week, we've noticed that Gabe is kind of the art guy around here. He's the guy who seems to like can artwork uh, more than any. He always focuses on it. So every week, we're going to give Gabe a platform for a couple minutes without the adults in the room where he can talk about whatever he wants to talk about related to the artwork of the brewery. Gabe, you have the floor. So, the Honey Shot can is great. It's got the 1950s vibe. It's very fun and bright. It's very playful and colorful and hilarious, obviously. I think it gets to the point. It reminds me of, like, an old burlesque poster, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, I I think it sticks out. I think the colors are bright, like I said. It says wow in the corner. Wow. Wow. Um, I think the writing on the can is a little hard to read, but it's so worth it if you try it. But I mean, here's the thing. In preference of beer, I picked the honey shot. In preference of can, 
Bruh, come on, look at this. There's something about gold on a dark background that just works for me, whether it's gray or black. But, I mean, the Platinum OG, I mean, this can is what you want in a can. It's got gold. It's shiny. I mean, look at that. It's got the logo just bright right in front of you. This is a can that if you've seen the photos online of my apartment, Steven's former apartment, like we save all the beer, the cool beer cans. We're absolutely, well, we're going to save, I'm going to save both of these, but this one's going up on the wall. I'm going to take one down and put this one up because it's so dope. I just love how much it pops. I love the like, it's got like the jewels in it. It really just makes a lot of sense. Um, I tr I did a little deep diving into the artwork, couldn't find much, but whoever is the marketing manager producer of this brewery um, has got it right with these two. I think they're great. Um, and my favorite right now, the platinum OG. If I had a chain, I'd be biting it like the logo, but I don't. So, oh, wait, 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 I'm wearing one. Here we go. Ready, ready, ready. I don't do it justice, but you get it. And with that, that is my take on the can artwork. Mm. Well, I said I said he had the floor. No oh, and I didn't mention room. him. But he did it. My, my artistic endeavors come from my friend Bob Ross. He's been here with me this whole time, and that's oh, yeah. where he'll be making appearances and judging the can artwork as well. And he agrees with me. He picks the OG <laughs> for better can. He has to be with you every week. And if you're, again, if you're not watching on YouTube, you missed out on uh, on several. I, I would advise you to just go over to our YouTube channel and just watch just that bit, even if yeah, you listen to Yeah, just fast forward to whatever minute we're on uh, 40 something. Check it out. Uh, yeah. So, what else does Alvarium have uh, to offer you, especially if you're so not much. into IPAs? Well, they have plenty. Uh, I chose to shout out. Uh, their oatmeal stout that they have on right now, which is a oatmeal stout called heavy metal, but it's spelled weird with weird symbols. Don't worry about how it's spelled. The point heavy is metal. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, they call it a badass oatmeal stout, uh, hopped exclusively with Gabe. Tenning! 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 They got that there Tenning, that heavy metal, that oatmeal stout, that Tenning! And here's the thing. This oatmeal stout is 6.66% ABV, and this is episode 66 of The Hop. How creepy is that? <laughs> oh, no. we, don't, we don't have a devil drop. I don't really know what to play for that. It felt like we should, like... Montana! Until we go, <laughs> that made no sense. Everyone's confused. It's funny Until for us. Until we go, though. that'll be that'll represent the hey, devil. Hey Steven, <laughs> did you see the beer that's immediately under it? Don't it's called the Cluster Nutter. It's a salted peanut butter cup porter. Yay! Where's the drop? Yay! <laughs> He's so pissed. Look yeah, at him. Yeah, I saw it, Gabe. I saw it. Did you? I also yeah, I saw, saw it. A beer called the Crunchy Roll, which is a Japanese rice lager, which I thought was very, very clever. Yeah, um, cracker maltiness blends with pleasant lemongrass character. Yeah. Cool. I, Japanese yeah. sorachi ace hops. Yeah, what? that's... that's. So they have some, you know, a, a lot of New England IPAs. Um, no West Coast IPAs. Alvarium. What are we doing here? 
But one of their beers, uh, the Cremo Ale, um, that's I, anywhere I've read online about this company. All we've ta- all they've talked about was the Cremo Ale is like one of the, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? One of like the original original like n- new like IPA. Well, it's, no, a, it's, it's an ale. It's not an it's IPA. It's an American ale, but it but says... But it's one no, of their originals, and it's really, really good, and it's all anyone talks about. Yeah, it's probably one of their flagships, if not their flagship, because it says New Britain's original beer is back. I'm sorry, so. I'm stammering. I've been drinking. <laughs> These beers are not for the lighthearted. Well, you just crunched on your chain, so I forgive you. Dude, um, we're, get, we're getting wild this episode. They have hard seltzer as well that they make, uh, and then they bring in, you know, if you're if you're... Someone who's visiting this beautiful space and you're not into beer, they bring in cider, they bring in non-alcoholic options and other stuff from around uh, the state of Connecticut. So they have something for everybody. But uh, if cider. you're into, yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're into IPAs, you're definitely going to want to check them out. And if you're not into IPAs, they have stuff to offer you as well, including a oatmeal stout from the devil himself and a peanut butter stout, which by definition means it also comes from the devil. Bang! <laughs> Exclamation! All right, whatever. Shut up. Um, should okay. we talk about this fun topic? Yes, we should. Oh, uh, I can't so wait. I Okay, I didn't know what this was about. I had just <laughs> seen some images going around social media of Cinnamon Toast Crunch but all the crunch was like shrimps. And I was like, what's happening? Is there a new marketing campaign I'm not aware of? But also I didn't care enough to look into it until this moment. And now it's our fun topic for the week. So (laughs) what happened was this guy in LA opened a box of cinnamon toast crunch cereal uh, and found uh shrimp tails in it he found shrimp tails in his cereal yeah uh his name is jensen carp he's a writer and tv producer and he tweeted at cinnamon toast crunch which uh, every i I, i'm not a big social media guy and this is this is the beauty of social media right here (laughs) like 15 (laughs) years ago if you found cinnamon toast crunch if you found shrimp tails in your cinnamon toast crunch you there'd be no one to call there's nothing yeah it's just your problem like you wouldn't have anyone to complain to (laughs) but now you can tell the world and this went viral and people got in on it and uh, the first thing that happened was that Cinnamon Toast Crunch reached out to him and asked them asked him to DM them, and then they got back to him saying, after further investigation, it appears to be an accumulation of cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. Now, if you haven't seen the picture, um, I have eaten shrimp before. Gabe... Yes, Gabe. I, I, I have my hand raised for His those of you who are not on YouTube. I have thoughts on this. I'm going to let you finish, and then I'm just <laughs> going to go into my tangent, but go ahead. I've eaten shrimp before, and I know what they look like, and I know what the tails look like, and if cinnamon sugar happened to coagulate in this perfect shrimp-like form, then this man should take a picture of that, and it should be on display at MoMA because it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened in sugar 
You basically took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say one of my favorite foods is fried shrimp. I love it fried. I love coconut shrimp. I love shrimp cocktails. I, 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 I am a big shrimp guy. I know what shrimp looks like. <laughs> if I found shrimp in my cereal, shrimp tails in my cereal, those are shrimp tails. The <laughs> fact that some intern at Cinnamon Toast Crunch Headquarters HQ had to tweet back at this guy and go, accumulation of cinnamon sugar. Are you kidding me? What are you smoking, dude? Having having worked customer service, I can promise you what happened was somebody <laughs> went to their boss and said, hey, this guy found shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The boss was not interested and said, tell him it's cinnamon sugar and yeah. hoped it would go away. And the intern had to go back and be like, I guess it's cinnamon sugar. And then, of course, this guy didn't go away. He came back and said, I wasn't mad until you decided to try and gaslight me, which I, I love. <laughs> okay, well, after further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated <laughs> shrimp tails, you weirdos. This guy deserves an award. He's Jensen not, Carp. What I love is he's not, he's not rude about it. He's not, like, he's not being a jerk. He's just yeah. like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Like, why he's is like, there why? shrimp tails? <laughs> Why is there seafood in my cereal? That doesn't belong. And then, if you keep going, he had, I guess he bought two boxes and his wife opened the other bag and they found, like, dental floss and the other bag was, like, taped up. Yeah. And they bought them. What are we doing here? They bought them at Costco and Mm. eventually, if you go down the rabbit hole... They come to the theory that somehow a rat got in there and left behind droppings and other things. So it may not be Cinnamon Toast Crunch's fault. In fact, it's probably not. But it's hilarious. But it's to very think funny. About. <laughs> it's it's it made our fun topic this week, and we're not gonna not talk about it. I would, um, if Mr. Carp is listening, I would question the Costco you go to, in addition to the <laughs> the Cinnamon Toast Crunch company you bought it from. Because it sounds like the Costco might have an infestation problem as well as employees who are aware of the infestation problem and are taping up boxes. This is also where I've currently landed, unfortunately. It makes me want to wash my mouth out with acid. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? That's what he tweeted. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and I guess um, General Mills and... Cinnamon Toast Crunch said they were looking into it. They didn't comment any further, but this they, this is is this the third week? So this is the third week in a row that I talked about Iowa. Is this the third week in a row we talked about cereal? Well, yes, it is, but that's not our fault. That's the fault yeah. of one specific member of our company, and they're magically delicious. <laughs> There he is. Also from the General Mills family, I believe. So it's on brand. So yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. It's it's it does its job, and I, I, I just think this is so funny how they tried to cover it up. It's like no, <laughs> trust me. I know what shrimp looks like. That's shrimp. That is shrimp tails. I don't know. Well, so so uh, <sighs> Jensen Carp. Apparently, he tweeted that he's taking these tails to a lab in L.A. to test them for DNA to confirm that they are, in fact, shrimp, which. I mean, if you look at the photos, like, uh, yeah, they shrimp, they it's shrimp. shrimp. But what's <laughs> hilarious is they are covered in sugar, so they kind of look like candy. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I would never. I would. I would never. I would never. Do you understand me? I would never eat cinnamon toast crunch again. I would. It would ruin. And I know yeah. it's not. I know it's not their fault. But there's no chance I could ever pop open another bag of cinnamon toast crunch and not remember the time that the, I mean I would at least think there was something wrong like I'd, I I just I yeah I don't I'm too much of a germaphobe for that I would yeah. be like I I I I had milk that went bad once it got lumpy and now every time I pour milk ever you like stare at it I'm like I am yeah. watching it like a hawk like I'm yeah. terrified of sour you milk You have to you have to and yeah I'm the same way like I ne- I don't think I've ever had cinnamon toast crunch and it's not my go-to cereal Hashtag honey bunches of oats coming through um but like what Oh yeah you don't like honey bunches of oats No 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 That do not hear what I'm not saying I love honey bunches of oats Oh okay but you God. just lost our whole audience by saying that honey Punches of oats is the best cereal, and you've never had cinnamon toast crunch. What? It is the best cereal. It is. Ob- Fight ob- me. Objectively, it's not. Fight if we me. Were, what's, if what's, we, the, what's the best? I, Mister, I don't, I don't eat. I don't eat breakfast. I I don't eat breakfast, and I definitely <laughs> don't eat cereal. But if I was going to, if I was gonna, if I was gonna do a draft of cereals. The 101 would easily be, I mean, it would it would be somewhere in the range of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and nowhere in the range of Honey Bunches of Oats. Bro, you're that's missing like, out. You that's don't know bumping what's up. up on Cheerios. No, 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 no. Honey Bunches I mean, of Oats, it, they've got their flavor. They've got their big clusters and it's cinnamon. Oh, it's so good. And I, I eat it with almonds. You can't because you'll die. I but. like honey bunches of oats, but I'm just saying you're objectively wrong. No, is, I'm not. It's the best cereal. And I'm, I is, know you love playing the little drop guy, but Lucky Charms ain't gonna cut it. Lucky Charms, the, the marshmallows are gross. But <laughs> we, I, this is the second week in a row. I feel like we need to tweet this clip out and just get the universe to tell you how wrong you are. There's no way that Honey Bunches of Oats is the objective 101. As a, I can't eat Reese's Puffs. Would you take Honey Bunches of Oats or Reese's Puffs? That one I, I would have to think about. <laughs> I can't even believe you. Wait, all right, so what's your favorite cereal? What's the best? Been, what's What's the number one? It probably would be uh, Cocoa Puffs would be up there. Cinnamon Toast Crunch would be up there. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's got to be something sugar. Apple Jacks are even better than uh, it's got to be something sugary. I don't like to eat that. Like Apple Jacks. What are you seven? It makes the oh milk my good, God. bro. All right. Yes. I, okay. I'll cereal, try. Anyone who eats cereal is seven. It's made for seven-year-olds. I eat I cereal now. What are you talking oh my God. about? I'll, <laughs> Listen, I'll try cinnamon can, toast crunch. That'll be on next YouTube video. You I'll can't eat judge toast it crunch. based on what you would eat now because my answer now would be Cheerios because I am a generally believe it or not, as we drink beer, I'm a generally healthy person. So I would rather <sighs> eat Cheerios personally i don't eat a lot of sugar but if i was a like if i was a cereal eater (laughs) it would not be honey bunches of oats it's not to any that's like that's like honey bunches of oats cheerios kicks that's the world you're in right now bro you're missing out you're 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 like honey bunches of oats that's not the point you clearly don't you don't like it enough you're not 
You're like you're like a bandwagon like sports fan. Like you just joined because they won the championship. Honey bunches of oats on if you're talking sports, honey bunches of oats are easily like the Steelers. Like they're not my favorite and they're also not winning championships all the time, but like you don't hate them. They're not horrible. Like they're okay, but like they make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they get there, but like not it's not pretty and it's not the way you wanted it to happen and uh it's just sort of there and we all tolerate it and that's it. Now let me ask you this, Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Yeah, your nay. Delicious. Okay. Absolutely, Frosted Absolutely. Flakes. I agree. See, Frosted Flakes would be in the category for for one hundred and one because it's like it's like it's if somebody sugary. had yes, it's like if somebody had cornflakes and then said, "Let's make this good." <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's make this okay with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. Oh wow, we have to go. Um, oh, do we? Do we though? <laughs> Alvarium Brewing out of New Britain, Connecticut. IPA lovers, check them out. Other people, check them out as well. We love them. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy these IPAs for the rest of the night. So, Thank you guys so much for joining us uh, for another great round of beer drinking. Uh, we will be back next Thursday, as always, with another great brewery. We're excited already. And maybe our next fun topic will be even better than Cinnamon Toast Shrimp. <laughs> Troll Gabe, Gaberade67 on Instagram, Twitter, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>